Dieter, optimism abounds from this guy right here with the two thumbs pointed his way. I wouldn't okay. have expected to say that given they've lost eight of the last 10. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. Given they yeah. lost that embarrassing game Saturday, mm -hmm. I'm still stoked because we got some great news. Do you agree? Are you ready? Should we talk oh, about man. this? We'll, we'll talk about that great news, but I don't know if it can clean up this kind of a mess. Let's let's try out optimism versus pessimism on Locked On Warriors coming up next. <laughs> Here we go. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. He's Dieter Kurtenbach. You can follow him on Twitter at Dieter. He's the lead columnist for the San Jose Mercury News and the Bay Area News Group, I believe. That mm -hmm. includes the East Bay Times. You just wrote a fantastic column about the Warriors. I'm Cyrus Sotsis. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. And you can follow this program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Yes, the Warriors lost Saturday. That was embarrassing. Yes, the Warriors have lost 8 out of 10. That is embarrassing. Despite that, great news. Steph's rotation is reportedly going to revert back to what we've seen from him nearly his entire career. And we got okay. some Draymond Green news. But, uh, yeah, what yeah. are your thoughts based off this wild weekend? <laughs> I can't see them as a championship contender anymore. I can't I can't lie to myself and think that it's going to just be A-OK -okay when Draymond Green comes back as Woj, who I don't know if we're taking his reports as gospel anymore, but as Woj reported is in seven to ten days, which lines up, of course, with logic, I suppose, seeing Draymond out there practicing, seeing – you know, hearing the optimism from the Warriors. Um, but th that loss to the Lakers was embarrassing. And it, it, it followed the script of all the other ones, right? It followed oh, yeah. the script of all the other losses. They can't stop anybody on the inside. They lost to another elite center. This one's name was LeBron James. Uh, they can't stop anybody on the inside. And so then they overcompensate, and then they leave people wide open on the outside. They just, they're not connected at all on the defensive end. They're a sieve. And then that forces their offense to just be otherworldly. And if one player, just one individual player doesn't have a good game, they're not otherworldly. They, they just, they, they can't make it. They can't make it. And in the last two games, it's been Clay Thompson, who we provide a tremendous amount of deference to, as well we should. He needs to shoot his way out of whatever it is he's got going on right now which is explicable given his layoff, given the weight that is on his shoulders, probably a little bit earlier than we thought it would be, right? Like one of the notions of Clay Thompson's return is, well, Jordan Poole and, and Andrew Wiggins were so good when he was gone for that first couple months of the season that he can, right. he can work his way back into it. Hell no. <laughs> nope. Andrew Wiggins has decided that that is Clay Thompson's load and he is going to get the full brunt of it right now. So uh, good on Jordan Poole for playing better the next the last two games. The roller coaster yeah. ride continues. He's 22 yep. years old. He's a exactly. he's a volume player, a volume shooter. This is what you would expect. But man, I, I, I just I look at this team and I don't see a championship contender. And the problem is I could do, I could lie to myself and say, Draymond, Draymond's going to come back and it's going to be a OK. And that very well might be the case. 
but I think the odds have gone positive on that. I, I just, I, in the sense of it, it's the less likely outcome. Um, I, I, the floor is just so low with this team. There are so many issues defensively that this team needs to fix. There are so many issues offensively that this team needs to fix. And the offense has been generally okay, pretty good even. It just still has issues that need to be fixed. Draymond Green, 32 years old, coming off a back calf injury, whatever the hell that is. Like, it, just a lot, a lot to put on his shoulders. It, uh, you know, you're already, you know, Steve Kerr for five years said, I don't want to play Draymond at center too much because of the wear and tear. And now they're yes. going to put him in. And now they're going to put him in, and he's going to have to play 25 minutes to 30 minutes of center a night in a Western Conference that has some damn good centers. I'm bet I never I try not to bet against Draymond, but I can't bet on him right now. I just I, I can't I'm bet you. on him. So it, I hear you. I we're going to see seven to ten days. Maybe it's all okay, but this team doesn't look like it's playing for a title. It doesn't, and I no, need to be. Right I need to see a lot over. I need to see them be ass kickers for a week against some quality opponents because they haven't beaten a quality opponent since January 25th. I need to see them kick some ass against a quality opponent for like a week straight, whether that's, you know, Miami and Atlanta and I don't just go, go down the list. I need to see them put a whooping on Phoenix at the end of this month. I need to see them play Utah really well. Like I need to see a lot for me to say, okay, yeah, I, I was, I was wrong to doubt the eight of 10 was just a blip just to tell you. I need to see so much from this team to think that they can play with Phoenix, to think that they can even play with Memphis right now, much less the quality that's coming out of the Eastern Conference down the line. I'm just, uh, I don't know if I'm concerned. I just, I, I'm not going to pretend anymore. I'm just not going to pretend anymore that what happened in the first three months of the season has much connection to what's happening today. That's a, that's a, everything you said is very fair. And it is funny because a week ago, I felt like I had your pessimism. And then I heard a couple things and now I'm starting to get optimistic. Um, real quick, I want to play this sound talking about that wash bomb because it was not what he normally does, which is posted on Twitter. It was on NBA Countdown. And let's mm -hmm. play that clip real quick. It's 37 seconds of Waj announcing uh, that Draymond Green is expected to return in seven to 10 days. Well, I'm told seven to 10 days on okay. a return for Draymond Green. Uh, he, he had a workout out after the Warriors practice today in LA they stayed over after their loss to the Lakers last and it's gonna not be a moment too soon this is a team that for the first time four months uh, has dropped a second in the league in defensive efficiency behind Boston and now they dropped a third place in the Western Conference a half a game behind the Memphis Grizzlies and and certainly you know what he brings for them defensively right uh, one of the great defenders in the history of this league but also offensively, uh, the two-man game he plays with Steph Curry and leadership. So, so, so and that was Wash talking about Draymond. Uh, and it's act the Warriors are actually back in second uh, place because the Grizzlies somehow lost to the Rockets yesterday. Um, look, I'm completely with you in the sense that we can't just pretend that the first three months of the season is the reality anymore. There's been too much time that has passed with the Warriors struggling. Um, now, you're right. You and I can both completely change that tone if Draymond totally. comes back. And we see the old Draymond, right? Yeah. Uh, and what, what? Let's talk about Wiseman real quick. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about Steph because there was a lot of crazy news that came out from there. But James Wiseman, man, I mean, I keep hearing this whole he's ramping up. That's the that's the old verbiage that keeps coming mm -hmm. out of the Warriors camp regarding mm -hmm. the delay for him playing. 
I've, I've spoken to a lot of former ex-players and now even someone like Kendrick Perkins, who I loathe on a personal level. Remember all these negative things I say is just, I call it sports hate, right? This isn't like real life hate, but Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> you just said I loathe on a personal level and then you're like, but I don't loathe him on a personal level. On a, on a personal sports level, I guess, in okay. terms of fandom. There are ways to phrase this without having to immediately enough. contradict yourself. <laughs> Well, fair enough, because because I don't well, I don't like the word hate is strong to me, but I, I get you. and loathe and stuff like that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't like it's not as if they mean that. the same thing. <laughs> but 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 again, but again, that's why we have to put the word sports in front of it, obviously. So, but Kendrick Perkins, I don't understand why ESPN gave him a platform. I disagree with almost everything he says. He's a clutch stooge, but he echoed what a lot of uh, fellow former players have said, which is why isn't Wiseman playing? What are your thoughts on that? Like like what is going on there at this point in your in your opinion, or based on anything you've heard? I haven't heard anything for a minute. I'd be careful if I had. Uh, <laughs> they just don't see it. getting old. It's getting old, yeah. man. I don't like hearing that anymore. Yeah. They're hyper-cautious, and they don't have any reason to not be hyper-cautious on the basis of they don't think that he's going to provide really anything to the team. So they, they almost feel like it's better to just have him – lose the entire season because Steve Kerr is like, I, I don't know if I'm going to play this guy. I, I'm not – how about this? Especially right now, why the hell would you want James Wiseman in there? I can understand the argument of, oh, he's seven feet, but he doesn't know what to do. He has no idea what to do out there. And so now you got to integrate on a bad defense with a guy who's only going to provide you really defense at, at mm-hmm. best. You're now having to integrate this kid – I can understand some skepticism from Steve Kerr. If I had to make a guess right now, if I had to form a conspiracy theory outside of his knee be broken, uh, it would be it would be that Steve Kerr's like, what the f- what the hell am I going to do with this kid? Like, what, what 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 do I need this guy for? Just keep working with them, and maybe we can get him in training camp next year because he sure as hell not going to be part of any playoff rotation. So then it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like right now, we need to win some games. Why would I bring in a guy? who isn't going to be part of a playoff rotation to help us win games in the here and now it's way more trouble than it's worth. I think from the NBA coaching staff perspective, uh, why he hasn't played in Santa Cruz, that one's beyond me, but, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, why not at least Santa Cruz? I mean, look, this is a guy I'm looking at his stats last year because everyone loves to really lay a lot of criticism down on Wiseman for how he played last year. He still put up nearly 12 points a game. He still still put up nearly 11 rebounds a game in 21 minutes. Uh, he wasn't playing a heavy load. He started 27 games, played 39. Um, I, you know, I know the plus minus thing is what sticks out a lot. It was negative, but again, that's where a rookie comes in. And I guess at, at a certain point, we have to look at this and go: Did the Warriors waste a number two pick? Because we're about to finish year two, mm-hmm. and if you think a number two pick in the draft who played 39 games for you last year is not going to help you in any regard this season. I mean, am I, am, I, am, I, am I false in that comment? Like, do you disagree with that assessment? With what assessment? What I just that said he, myself? That he can't help. Yeah, I mean, that's, why, that's I what think I'm saying. He, I think he can just in the sense that the, the size can play a part in at least forcing players to think twice about just attacking the rim like they're doing right now. Player, they'd be, I mean, they'd be attacking you know, him. They'd, they'd be going straight at him. Let him. At least he might be grabbing some rebounds. I'm sick of second chance points for other teams, and I'm I'm hoping at least he can. Did you watch James Wiseman rebound that. last year? He's going to provide more second chance points. The guy can't rebound. Well, he got six a game in 21 minutes. That's not bad. So I I, I want to yeah, see. I, 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 I want. I want to. I want to see. One, I want to see one of those rebounds where it was like contested and like a grown man rebound. <laughs> 
again, uh, bring it on. I want to see. I want to see it too. Yeah. I would love to see that. I, I think Santa. Really. I think. I think Santa Cruz is a good option for him. I'm with you on that. And if yeah, and it doesn't. It, it, there's no reason. You know, James Wiseman's what? Twenty one. Yeah, twenty that, maybe actually. Yeah, actually. let me look that up real long. fast. You know my stance. I don't. I don't say that anybody's a bust or he's 20 years old, 21 this month, end of this month. I won't say anybody's a bust until they can legally drink in this country. I don't care what's (laughs) going on, but like it just, that is what it is. So has it gone? Well, no, 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 no. Is he a bust? He's certainly, it's certainly the more likely outcome, but the, uh, the jury does not need to end its deliberations today. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just heard from from uh, attributions from multiple players saying the game. People are thinking the NBA game is a, perhaps a little too complicated, and that Wiseman should be able to go out there and at a minimum do the basic, simple things like play defense, like rebound. And if he can't do that in year yeah, so, two, so, so, should, so um, should the rest of the Warriors. <laughs> and here we are. There. But, but the rest <laughs> of the Warriors are, are minuscule. I mean, I mean, they're like you. Yeah. Go out, you look out there, and you're tiny. I mean, it's it's one thing to say, hey, they're not boxing out effectively fair criticism but it's also not as easy to box out when the other guy outweighs you by 50 pounds you know what i'm saying so uh, when we come back we got a lot more to talk about uh first of all built bar i mm-hmm. love built bar i finally got mm-hmm. my package mm-hmm. dude these things are amazing i they're like, really I, good i don't like they're amazing yeah i don't even have to read the copy anymore because so here's my deal i don't like chewy fruit in anything i eat right and that's okay. a weird thing like raisins to me are ta- just disgusting but uh so but the great news is you got flavors like cookies and cream um, you got flavors like coconut marshmallow. Um, you got coconut almond. Uh, I'm not a big mint guy. I don't know if you are mint brownie. Like my mom tried. I can mint get behind a mint. A, a mint, you, you a get, mint, yeah. mint can go a lot of different directions. Sometimes it really hits. Sometimes, uh, you know. But this one, I, I've heard it does hit. It's what, yeah, and I, I'm with you on that. So, and my mom loved it. And uh, and Hall of Famer Rick Barry was asking me for someone to send him some as well. Look, man, these things these things are amazing. They're they just have a fraction of the sugar, a fraction of the calories. Yet mm-hmm. 17 grams of protein. And the beauty of that is, I feel filled after just one. So I'm not gorging when I have when I'm when I'm hungry for whatever reason. And these things are amazing. And if you want to try these as well, I'm I'm hooked, man. I'm in. I'm going to built.com. I'm using the promo code LOCK15 because they're not going to send me any more free ones. So now i got to buy them myself, and I'm going to. Build.com. Yeah. The promo code is LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, just use the pro- promo code LOCKED15 for mm-hmm. 15% off at Built.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. He's Dieter Kurdenbach. You can follow him on Twitter at Dieter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Doc Surf Roadshow. I'm Cyrus Sotzes. This is Locked On Warriors. Should we continue the Wiseman conversation, or should we move on to... Very positive news, in my opinion. What do you think? I just, I just don't know what the Wiseman conversation is anymore. I, I, I don't know what the argument. He is I tall. I want to see him play too. I don't want yeah. to see him play where the stakes are high. Which, by the way, I guess the stakes are high with the Santa Cruz Warriors too. They're trying to make the playoffs. <laughs> I, I think if Wiseman can't help the Santa Cruz Warriors make the playoffs. 
Then that's that whole that's that's word. a good point. That's a good point. If the, if you're that right, that's word. that 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 is automatic bust. There it is. I mean, <laughs> that I no, I I joke a lot. You know, all this that is spot on. That is dead on, sure. man. If they can, if he can't help in Santa Cruz, if he can't whoop up on some boys in the G League, which by the way, for the last two years, <laughs> I've said like. G League is a waste of time for him. He'll he'll absolutely mop the floor with those guys. He's way too talented. Serve up that crow medium rare, baby. Because uh, <laughs> right now it's like that's the only place I I want to see him. Um, you're just not hearing good things when you talk to people about him. Really, that's horrible. Not negative. Not negative. <laughs> let's be clear. Like no one's like, oh, this guy sucks. Like what a waste of time. But no one's like. Oh my God, James Wiseman! You know, like yeah. Jordan Poole got a lot more positive buzz when he was sucking pretty hard. <laughs> they're like, this guy's working so hard. Like we believe in him, this and that. And they're like, you know, James is James is here. He's he's doing things. He's on track. It's like, okay, well that was that was glowing. I mean, sometimes you got to read between the lines, and I just. I mean, I'm not I'm not asking about it all that much, to be fair, but like because I just don't think about him all that much. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm on Steve Kerr's wavelength there. And <laughs> I just when I do, no one's like, man, just you wait, James Wiseman. Like, dude, he's going <laughs> to blow it up. No, it's always just like, yes, <laughs> James Wiseman. He is seven uh, feet. Oh, he, he's put on some weight. We, you know, he's doing his work. Cool. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. So listen, man, next year is a whole different ball game. I, I don't want people to be tainted by this year and the peculiarities and the nuance of this year as to next year. But next year we can have an adult conversation. Right now we're having a children conversation uh, about a about a man child. So um, no, you're right. And we have I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. No. Yeah, the same. And, and we have such little information. And that's, again, Santa Cruz. I think we're, we're in agreement on that. And I love that. Yeah. Uh, and so shifting gears. And this has been a hot topic when it comes to Dub Nation and the fan base, especially. And that's Stephen Curry's new rotation this year, which was unpredictable. Yeah. You saw him getting subbed in and out routinely, whereas before you only saw one substitution per half. Um, mm-hmm. So here's so first of all, following the Lakers game, uh, Marcus Thompson apparently it was oh, yeah. part of a follow-up interview, and, and I don't know if this was in the locker room. No, nah, he's, he's a he's a he's a Marcus Thompson is the greatest sidler in the history of journalism, and him and Steph go back. That's yeah. you leave the master to do his work, and you just uh, be grateful <laughs> that the information is coming out. That's that guy is that guy is as good as it gets. So the information did come out that, uh, and, and again, this is where I would I'm so curious because I saw this story or at least part of it, and. And and, Ste- and I, what I'm curious about, first of all, let me play, let's play the Steve Kerr soundbite because the mm-hmm. next day, this was yesterday, uh, Steve Kerr um, talked to the media where, and, he, and this is from Anthony Slater's uh, Twitter account, where he basically confirmed what Thompson wrote that Stephen Curry is going back to his old rotation, sort of. And here's Steve Kerr. Steph seemed to indicate to Marcus that he, he's going to go back to the 12-6-6 rotation pattern. Is that something you expect, I guess, starting Tuesday? Uh, well, we, we, we started it last night, um, and it's not necessarily going to be exactly 12-6, but it's going to be uh, basically one rest yeah. uh, instead of two. And uh, it'll probably bridge the first and second quarter. 10 the third eight, basically. Yeah, something like that. It, it kind of depends on, uh, on uh, you know, how, how he's going in the first and third quarters. But 
I think that you know now that we uh, have Clay back, and now that we are in a situation where we're heading for the stretch run, it feels important uh, to get Steph into that uh, rotation pattern. I also think it's easier for us to to keep his minutes around 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's happened of late is, you know, we've been in desperation mode and played him the entire fourth quarter several times because when his normal rest time would come, we'd, you know, be down six and struggling to score and we had to keep him in. So I think this is a good time to make that change. Heck yeah, a good time would have been before you even did it. Now, with that said, um, do you think Steph made this call or do you think this was a Kerr decision? What do you think? And I, think, I, think the- I think Steph made the call. Uh, I think yeah, I, I think that that speaks very glowingly to his professionalism that he's waited this long to make the call. I would like to remind everybody of one thing: Steph's rotation isn't the damn problem. Now, if Steph isn't comfortable, if Steph doesn't want to. Do, I get it. He's a team player. He did what he had to do. All this stuff. If you all think that Steph playing twelve and six. You know, in in both halves, or in this case, is, is Slater very aptly, as he so often does, pointed out, ten and eight. If you think that that's just going to magically fix the fact that Andrew Wiggins has no aggression <laughs> and Otto Porter's legs are shot, and this, if you think all of the problems go away, it was just Steph's rotation. I don't know what sport you're watching because <laughs> Steph's rotation has gone in and out and in and out, and he's the only one who works. It's not as if he's been bad. It's not as if his rotation has screwed it up. Listen, it's a feel thing. It's a rhythm thing. At this point, Steve Kerr has literally tried every possible combination known to man. So it's fair to just say, eh, screw it. Let's just go back to what Steph feels comfortable with. Why make the man suffer any further yeah. when we don't really, we're not getting anything out of the suffering? Because everybody sucks in every other minute that he's not on the floor. Like this, this is that's my big issue here. Like, oh, if Steph was just playing 12 and 6, they wouldn't have lost 10 of 8. The hell they wouldn't have. They would have lost it in more concentrated doses. That's what would have happened. They would have lost it in the first six minutes of the second quarter and the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. Steph wouldn't even be coming back into games in a lot of situations in the fourth quarter because it would be so dire. People don't remember last year. People held their breath for six minutes of game time at a time. Most of the time, actually, it was only about two because Steve's like, ah, I guess we got to put Steph back in. Come the you know, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Every minute was agony without Stephen Curry on the floor. And the entire reason that the rotation changed is to perhaps mitigate that a smidge. Again, I get why Steph is comfortable. I'm not knocking Steph and I'm not knocking Steve. I'm just saying that everybody looking at this is like, well, that will fix it. The hell it will. What the hell are you watching? It's not going to fix all of this team's problems. That's the reason the defense sucks. That's the reason that Jordan Poole is a mercurial shooter. That's the reason that Andrew Wiggins has decided that his work was done the second he went to Cleveland. Like, that's the reason that Otto Porter's legs are shut. That's the reason that Damian Lee is still on this. Like, that's that's. It. That's it. It's because he wasn't going ten and eight or twelve and six. It was because he had to bridge the second and the or the first and the second quarter. I mean, it's just like it's just totally laughable. And this is it, it goes it goes back to the bigger thing. Like everyone's like, I'll fire Kerr. How the hell? What the hell are you supposed to? Who's coaching this team better? Like who is who is fixing this? Everyone just wants to run pick and roll, high pick and roll every play with Stephen Curry, and everyone wants Stephen Curry to have this and that. And it's like, dude. If Stephen Curry really thought that that was the only way to win, you don't think something would have been said? You don't think Stephen Curry would have said something? 
He's just not going to be an egomaniac like that. He's willing yeah, to try yeah. things out for the team, and he knows that the system works better for the team. The Warriors have three banners in the damn rafters because of the system, which is Stephen Curry. It's just ridiculous. And Draymond, but I, I totally agree with you. And, no, and no, when we come back, you know what? You're right. And Draymond. And when we come back, and that was I loved your rant. That was I, I can't disagree with any of it. I, the, the, I, I think Steph's productivity might increase a little bit, but you're right. It's not going to cure their problems. And you said one thing that's very interesting. When and when we uh, come back from plugging uh, Ben online here, I want to delve into Otto Porter Jr. because he keeps saying his legs are shot, and and I'd love to talk about the, that a little more. First, Ben online. Longtime sponsor. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both uh, pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. And that's not going to be Steve Kerr, Dub Nation. I'm sorry. I, that part, that does drive me crazy too. Here, I, I want to go off real quick to, and say this. For all the people that constantly say that, I was on a podcast last week and I, and I brought this up as well. It's one thing to complain. Any person in the world can complain. It's the easiest yep. thing on the planet to do, just mm -hmm. bitch and whine. It's another thing to come up with suggestions, to come up with solutions, yep. to come up with ideas. So if you're going to say Kerr needs to be fired, okay, great. Who are you going to place him with? The yep. only name I've heard anyone say is Ty Lu, And I'm like, I'm sorry, Ty Lu has won 47 games in the regular season at the most in his career. That's your solution? A guy who he's won also the, He's also the head coach of a team. And he's exactly, he's not going to leave the Clippers for the war. And, and that's the thing, man. Stop complaining. And if you at least come up with ideas. And so I, no, I, 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 no, no, no. What, no. What they should do is they should put Mike Brown in charge. The guy who's in charge of the rotations. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. So, and bet online again. But apparently, you can you can bet on who the next fired, where the next fired coach is going to land. That's why I thought of that. Sorry for the digression. <sighs> BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. By the way, the Warriors play the Nuggets tonight in a makeup mm -hmm. game, uh, and, and most it. of the starters are not going to go. And you definitely, yeah. What are we looking at for the game? No, please don't bet on that. Just don't. Just don't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> I can give you a number point, here. Right? I'll look up a number please. here real fast, but oh please, my God. Please. Oh, please, please don't do and that. And it's not just basketball. Oh. <laughs> it's not just basketball you can bet on. Oh. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. What is BetOnline.net saying for the Warriors Nuggets tonight? Warriors plus eight, and there's not a chance in hell I touch that line. I'm taking, no. I'm taking Nuggets minus eight all day or a day. I don't even care if Jokic yeah. plays. Is, is, there, is, there, is there rumors that's that or is it no, they is played they played back? last night they played an overtime game i mean it could turn into legitimately one of the worst contests ever maybe they just bring santa cruz up and they play <laughs> do they have it yeah the grand rapids gold that's who they should play they should just play that game instead <laughs> well we're probably going to see quindary weatherspoon and crew tonight so uh, i like to and see that's, it that's, that's, that's a lot watch steve kerr still uh, not play him by the way <laughs> And where's Chioza been? It's almost like he's been kidnapped. Like, oh no, he's been he's there. I, you see him. You see him on the bench. You wonder who won. Who won the contest? And then it's like, oh right, that guy is on the <laughs> I know. NBA roster. By the way, the last time Chioza played, they won, and they haven't, I haven't seen him since. Maybe he's. Why don't they just let him play in Santa Cruz? Like, what the hell? I I guess they must have, they must have run out of days, but I thought they changed that for the pandemic and. I don't know. He's just like on the bench and it's like they must really like having cheese around. He must be an all I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the locker rooms anymore. Like he just must be an all class dude if they're just like keeping him Maybe. around. And because Witherspoon, <laughs> who I've seen play like Witherspoon can play a little bit like he can he give can. you some he can give you a couple of minutes per game at like a nice quality wing level. Like after that, there's probably diminishing returns. But you see him down in the G League and you're like, oh, man, this guy's the truth. 
Well, he's down in the G League. Like, what's Chioza if he's not down in the G League? I don't, know. I don't know what the contract situation is like. Maybe I do need to ask about that. But we about to get thirty five minutes of him tonight, so maybe that's maybe they've just been biding his time. Oh, I love it. And uh, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. He's Dieter Kurtenbach. I'm Cyrus Sotsis. Follow Dieter on Twitter at Dieter. Follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho in this program Add locked on dubs. What do you think about Otto Porter Jr., man? You keep mentioning his legs. His minutes have been reduced. This is a guy that was really contributing earlier in the season. I thought he was going to be a key player for their postseason push. But I'm with you in terms of starting to be being worried a little bit here. And you're mentioning his legs. What do you think about Otto Porter Jr. now, man? Is is at 28 years old or 29 or whatever he is? Like my man looks shot. I mean, my man looks shot. He's not done. Uh, He's not done. But like, let's just go through his last four games, okay? So this okay. is post-Portland, where he was fine. He played 16 minutes, had 10 points. Actually, that's a little bit better than fine. But it was Portland, um, who doesn't have a G League team, and that's embarrassing. Uh, so they brought true? their G League. Yeah, but they brought their G League team. You know, basically, they're playing them at the NBA level these days. Uh, so in the game against Dallas on Sunday, the worst <laughs> loss of the season, 22 minutes, seven points, two of four from the floor. Yeah, like he's playing a lot because he gets good rebounds. Like he's a good rebounder. Uh, he has a natural gift for sniffing out the ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do want to give him credit on that. And like he certainly knows the system. He apparently had six steals against Minnesota. Could have fooled me. I didn't notice any of them. Uh, but he had two points in that game. He shot one time against Dallas uh, in Dallas in 21 minutes. He had a point. Uh, he had 10 points against the Lakers when everybody was getting as many buckets as they wanted <laughs> against both of those defenses. <laughs> Otto Porter went three for nine from the floor. Uh, the dude ha- has gone just completely ice cold from beyond the arc. He's shooting like 20% over the last month plus. I know he's missed some time. This is a guy who needs is a 3 and D or a 3 and D and R because he, he gets you some rebounds too. He's a really quality player. He's a smart player. He's a heady player. He looked like a guy who could close for this team. Uh, in fact, he had closed for this team a lot before Clay came back and all that. Like, I love the fact that they threw him back in the starting lineup. Like, I, I do think that he right now is one of the five best players on this team. But the fact is, it, that just doesn't say all that much anymore because ever since he had this injury, he, he's just not been the same. He's just not knocking yeah. down threes. He doesn't have the same burst up and down the floor. It feels like the Warriors are trying to maybe even pare back their speed on the floor to allow Otto Porter to move a little bit more. Dude, there's a reason that a dude this talented, because he is exceptionally talented. He's a he's awesome, awesome when he's clicking. At 28 years old is on a minimum. It's because of what we're seeing right now, man. Legs look shot. And I don't know what the right answer is because they need him to play because he could maybe just have a day where he provides upside value, which is, you know, he's already given way more than than they paid him for. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with that where you get kind of the Andrew Wiggins like, oh, I've made it. Ramp it down. Uh, But the guy just he just looks shot in the legs. And I hope that it's just him 
maybe paring down his own energy levels before the playoffs. But at this juncture, it just kind of just keeps getting worse and worse. And, worse, and, worse, and just to throw this added uh, stat to you, um, for the entire month of February, and now we've yeah. played three games in March, he's hit a whopping total of four three-pointers. Yeah, and he's shooting two or three a game. I mean, it's not um, that's not a smallish. It's not a small sample size, right? And you think about when he was doing really well in January, forty-two percent from beyond the arc, making one and a yes. half per game. Even in December, yes. I mean, he's shooting thirty-three percent more or less. Uh, comes out of the gate in you know, well, yeah, it comes out of the gate in November, October, forty-three percent from beyond the arc. I mean, this is Phenomenal. a guy. This is a guy, and listen, that, that was probably asking too much, but 36%, that's not ridiculous to think for a 3 and D guy, who, by the way, isn't like having to create these shots or anything off the dribble. These are open looks created by the system. It shows how much they miss Draymond. I, I don't think that these shots are as easy for him anymore, but I, I'm just, I, I, it, he doesn't look like the same player. He doesn't, he looks like he's lost. He's lost the foam off the top, and uh, I, I just don't know if it's gone totally stale yet or not. And it, it's you kind of can't figure it out because you have to you have to drink it. Yeah, and he, and like you said, he had, he had for two months out of the year, he had phenomenal three point numbers. Dece- and January, I'm sorry, December was not bad. You know, I mean, thirty three percent. If your players hitting that is what you want. Um, you know, obviously want more than but that. He's but get, at least he's getting rebounds. He passes the ball. He was a plus yeah. defender who could give you a body every now and again on a five. I wonder if having to play him so much at the five over these last, well, since Draymond went out, has has zapped him. Um, you're onto something that's, there, my friend. You're absolutely onto something there. I wonder. I want to ask him about it, though. Let me ask the guy. Let me let me wrap things up here. Uh, do you think the front office is getting a huge pass this season? I you see all this this anger and and ire directed toward Kerr. I don't see Bob Myers' yeah. name mentioned ever. But oh, that's not true. Playing, I got a I got a fire Bob Myers call on KMBR the other night. Did you look at you? Yeah, look at uh, you. I think it was you. Was it you? No. Um. So <laughs> now you're twelve years old when I called into Bob Fitzgerald when he was doing nights. That was the last time I called into KMBR. It's uh, <laughs> you should call in more. Uh, it's it's a great question. It's a fair question. The season has not the book of the season's not written, right? Like true. true. I if Draymond comes back, I guess the question is really this. How high did expectations rise? They rose to title levels, right? Uh yeah, no pun intended. At, <laughs> immediately, right? Um, we got the high tide. And then now they're clearly not there. I think anyone who's like, this team's still going to win a championship is delusional. And again, making that statement doesn't mean that we can't change our minds. I just, I need to see the evidence, right? I saw the evidence early. This team could win a title. Could. I see the evidence now. This team's probably not going to win a title. Probably. Like, this, this isn't tried and true. This is a very nebulous concept. There's a lot of moving parts here. And those moving parts could get back in line. I just, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it personally. Uh, <laughs> I do think that there needs to be a conversation. You know, I had a couple of people yesterday texting me, um, all in very short order. So I'm wondering if something happened on Twitter that I missed uh, about how this exact question, more or less. And okay, I let most of those texts go because my thought is, if this team goes to the Western Conference Finals, plays six games against the Phoenix Suns and loses, is this a wasted season? Yeah, I say yes. 
Because okay, I, that's, I fair. Team, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's your expert. That's the, that's the standard. Okay, that's fine. Especially, if especially healthy, too on how healthy. they if they're healthy, but especially how they'll lose that too, which is Javale McGee, Bismack Biombo, and DeAndre Ayton giving them the whooping. But if they if they lose in the second round to Memphis, yes, right, like that, yes, no question. If they lose in the first round, yes, no question. If they get to the Western Conference Finals, I need to see how it goes. Yeah. And but if they make the NBA Finals, no, it's not. It was a great season. <laughs> and and I, all of these options have to be considered on the table. This team is undefined at the moment. And so this notion of, oh, what a wasted season. Like, just just put it in the quiver, man. Get ready to shoot it when the, the moment comes. This is what we do a lot as columnists and what we do a lot as commentators. Like, like, at the moment, I go, this is some BS. This is some nonsense. And what you do is you just write it all down. And then in the moment comes when it's like, hey, here it is, unimpeachable. This is the time. And I try to get there, you know, a step before everybody else, sometimes two. Uh, but like as soon as that's the moment, it's just like, well, great, it's already written. It's already done. Yep. All of these, all these raw emotions I have now, you know, theoretically compressed into something a little bit more digestible, a little bit more couth, a little bit more professional, and you can present it. Right now is not the time to be like, Bob Myers has failed. Because no. if Draymond comes back, and you weren't saying that because it's a fair question. I'm just saying, whether you think yes or no, wait until the result comes about. Wait until something happens. Because let me tell you, when I when I was working for Fox Sports, I, w- I was covering the entire NBA. I was covering everything, but I was covering the NBA a lot. And uh, LeBron went down 3-1, obviously, in the 2016 NBA Finals. And I'm looking at the Cavs thing, and I had this thing ready to rumble. I had this take ready to rumble from a mile away. And they go down 3-1, something that no one had ever come back before, and I put it out. And I said, LeBron's title window in Cleveland is closed. It is closed because they're about to run into what we now know as the clutch sports effect, where you have all of these players who are overpaid. They'll, they've just overdone. They can't get any better. These guys aren't you know, all this stuff. And I wrote it out, and it was all like, yes, 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 yes. Every single point, you look at it, it just happened one year later. Well, it didn't happen for, you know, three games later. <laughs> They lose. They, you know, the Warriors lose that series. The Cavs win the NBA title. You're looking well. That title window looks pretty open now. Of course, it wasn't from there on out. It's got their asses kicked every year from there on out in the NBA Finals, uh, which would have happened. You know, had the Warriors just won one more game, it would have been the same exact process. But you got to You got to be careful here, everybody out there. There's no repercussions, I suppose, for people on Twitter, which is why they can just say the most ridiculous, wild exactly. stuff. Yes. But exactly. uh, let's not use that as the barometer. I don't know of a single rational person who's like Steve Kerr shitty at his job. I don't know of a single rational person who's like Bob Myers doesn't know how to put together a team. Our concern right now is that Otto Porter, who has been fantastic for this team all year, is shot. Like, can we get on the Wiseman Wiggins, thing? Man. That's a bigger issue. Wiggins. And Wiggins deserves a lot of finger pointing right now, and, man. Because he's and, and I've thrown it his way, man. You know, like yeah, it, we, deserve it, 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 he's deserved it. But you're relying, like, think about the lineups that they have to put on the floor without Draymond. And by the way, with a Clay, who this was the inevitable outcome of him coming back. His rhythm is all out. It just game looks too fast for him right now. I hope it comes mm-hmm. around. I think it will come around, but it ain't there right now. But like, they're closing games with Jonathan Kaminga. That wasn't part of the plan. Uh, they're you know they're closing games with Jordan Poole. I mean, maybe that was part of the plan, but it's not a great plan. Like yeah. <laughs> this, this is a team yeah. that that you know Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. I mean, 
this is how the, as Steve Kerr has said a million times over the last couple of years, I think it's actually more applicable today. This is how the rest of the NBA lives. When you have four dudes making more or less max money, guess what? You don't get to just have a bunch of great options. You get young players who have great upside potential, but then you have to figure out how to make them integrate with a veteran team trying to win, or you get veteran players on cheap deals. And by the way, you're not in Miami, New York, or Los Angeles where all those guys seem to want to go, which probably is a good reason why not. you shouldn't pick any of those guys up because they only want to go there for other reasons than basketball. But like they've done a good job. Bielitsa provided some value to this team. He provided more value than his contract gave him credit for providing. Otto Porter, sure as hell, has done that. If we want to get on anything, I'll give you one. I'll give you one out here. There is a fair criticism to be made today, right now, for Joe Lake of not spending that mid-level exception. Uh, you're, you just read my mind. I was about to go there because, you, like you said, this is you're right. The Warriors are not a optimal free agent destination. Uh, they're team, up there, but they're, they're not optimal. They're not optimal. Players typically pass them up. That's why Nicholas Batum, if you had offered him the mid-level mm-hmm. exception, for example, probably would have come here. But he wanted more money. Without that extra money, he chose L.A. Um, and and yeah, and that's believe me, I think about that a lot. Uh, by the way, Chris Chioza wrapping things up. The last time he played was February first. He played 27 minutes in one of those scrub games. I, I refer mm-hmm. to those as the games where Steph and Dre and crew don't travel. The one they won. We're gonna see tonight, and they won, and they won. Yeah. So, maybe so the answer, the answer. By the way, that was about the last great moment. I mean, so I guess the answer here is uh, <laughs> more Chioza, more cheese. <laughs> thanks for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we'll recap that nuggets game tomorrow now make your second listen locked on nba locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the nba every monday through friday in less than 30 minutes it's free and available wherever you get podcasts follow dieter kurtenbach on twitter on twitter at dieter follow me on twitter at dogs or frocho and this program on twitter at locked on dubs dieter i will see you on wednesday my man and dub nation let's go warriors. hope it's a good time then <laughs> yeah i hope so